All right, social media family. Thank you once again for joining us for another installment of A Better Way to Pray. Now, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to... We, I was going to combine lessons 14 and 15, but we're getting a, a later start this evening. So we might just we might just do 14. Now, the subtitle for this lesson is You're a Good Dad. You're a Good Dad. Now, I know that that phrase can be a trigger for some. It can be a healthy reminder for others. But the reality is, when we're talking about our Lord, he is the greatest of all fathers. All right? He is a good dad. He is a dad that will never leave nor forsake us. He's promised that. In yeah. us that are alive today, breathing, walking, talking, eating, we are a partaker of that goodness, whether we realize it or not. Now, let's go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Now, the topic may not necessarily connect with the scripture initially, but it'll, it'll all tie together, though. Psalm 103. And we're going to look at verse 1. Psalm 103 in the, in the old school King James, it, just, it simply says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Now, when you hear that word, bless the Lord, what does that what does that mean to you? What comes to mind? Bless the Lord. Like, how can we bless the Lord? Us as humans, human beings. How do we bless the Lord? Because he has no needs. Yeah, right? Can't give him he has no needs. All. He's, He's God. But we're instructed to bless the Lord. And we, we do that by telling him how wonderful he is. That's how we do that. I thought about, like, and I'm not a parent yet, but how I hear parents talk, even my mom, you know, with different ones go like, my child did this, and I was so proud, and that just blesses me, you know, or they'll say it blesses them. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, it's like loving God and, Blessing him. Okay. Matter of fact, this is interesting because I was just thinking this yesterday. I was talk I was just praying. I was talking to God and through things, rough things and stuff. And I go, God, I said, I love you. And then I got to thinking, I go, God, you know, when one of us, your children, say, I love you, and we really mean it in our heart, you know, we really realize his love and how that must feel for God. Like, did he wait all eternity to hear one of his children just go, I love you, and mean it from their heart? I don't know, it just was a thought. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, we've all been, it's like, I love you, God, I love you, God, I love you, God. But when you really, like, get it, it's like, I love you, God. Anyway, I don't like thinking, you know, kind of what we're saying here, bless the Lord, you know. That's good. I don't know, I have a question. I mean, well, I was just thinking that, because 
you just made a point of, you know, God doesn't need anything. Do we take for granted that um, to tell God because he doesn't need anything? Or do we, what I'm saying is, do we, because God has everything and because of who he is, his character, he's always good, always loving. Do we kind of take that for granted too? Because when you think about love, it it has to be reciprocated in order for it. And I think sometimes people think, well, maybe you think, do we think God don't need to be loved because of who he is? Because he is all sufficient. I mean, he can supply himself with what he needs. But maybe we have the mindset that, hey, well, he doesn't need this from me. Or, or maybe we think we don't have anything to give him. Because yeah. he has everything. Yeah, what can you give him? That's what you can give him. Right. So, therefore, we take the um, approach that, you know, well, what do I have to give him? So, But then we want to receive from him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We expect to receive from him right. because he has everything. He has what we need. And, you know, I, you know we do have understand, okay, there's... I can't get this without him. But then, do we um, have the idea that that needs to be reciprocated back? In other words, blessing him. Can we say bless us? Mm-hmm. God bless me. Right. But this says bless the Lord. <laughs> Go back. And so, do we really have a mindset to say, I want to bless him? That's good. Because I know when you, you know, when you use the phrase, take it for granted, that kind of, you know, it it made me think about, you know, how much we do take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. I mean, and all of us are guilty of it. I know I am. And I know Mary was just talking about, you know, her, her journey into walking in her healing and how much she appreciates just the ability to, to breathe clearly. Like how 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 much do we just take for granted the ability to take deep, clear breaths, the ability to get up and just walk and go do what we want to do, cook something, to see, to hear. All these things, the tangible things that we have, all this stuff that we have, that it, it it's routine, so we don't really pay no attention to it no more. Right. As if, you know, we are privileged or have a, a right to all this blessing. Now, obviously, God being who he is, he desires to see his children abundantly <coughs> blessed. Mm-hmm. Right. But how many of y'all know? And I know parent, the parents in the house know, know about this. How does it feel to have a child that just takes and take and take and still got a nasty attitude all the stuff that you done provided don't even don't even open their mouth and say thank you how how does that hit you it's interesting you say that because i think my, my my thought was okay do we think because he's god he's supposed to do this for us just because he's god and like you said, 
I think we, in the body of Christ, some of us had a mindset, well, okay, we're taking God for granted. So therefore, what happens when you feel taken for granted? You get mad and you want to punish. And so maybe some people think, you know, okay, since, okay, since you ain't been to church, since you ain't read the Bible, okay, now you need something. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bless you first. I'm gonna punish you first. Make you grovel. Make you say, "Okay, I'm sorry." Okay, then I give it to you. Mm-hmm. And and see, and that and and just and stepping back and think of and thinking of things like that, right now, as you said, God is, He is who He is. God is love mm-hmm. and if you look at first corinthians 13 4 and 8 all of those attributes of what love is he is the personification of that he is that yeah. right yeah. so the the reality is he's he is who he is regardless of what our response is mm-hmm. right but who's really getting hurt when we don't reciprocate He never changes, no matter what. Yeah. Because yeah. then that would change if he reacted the way we did, you know. Yes, I was It would change everything. That would change the character yeah, of God. Absolutely. And it would change the very structure that we already have come to, you know, even the security. Mm-hmm. The security. I thought about said with my mom and I. I'm like saying I'm not a parent, but I'm looking at it from a child to mm-hmm. you know point of view mm-hmm. being close with her. I go. Some of the things I've been through, she, she's had to put up with me in the past and stuff. I go, but if I had like gotten a car accident, you know, hypothetically, thank God, no, but you know, Jesus ain't gonna happen to me. You know, if I'd had something like that happen, she'd have been right there crying, probably trying to help me no matter what, you know. And I go, mm-hmm. that is so awesome to think how much more God loves us, you know. And I, I just go, that to me is just like it comes to, again, it's like we love Him, you know, First John, I believe it is. We love him because he first loved us. When we realize just how unconditional mm-hmm. his love is, it just makes us just want to love him. You know, when we really realize that. Yeah. I'm going to keep reading in Psalms 103. All right. In the New Living Translation, I'm going to start back at verse 1 and go down to verse 5. It says, Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Now, see, as the psalmist is going on here, he's he's beginning just giving thanks and and blessing the Lord, and that's that's us that's us ministering to Him, telling Him, thanking you, thank you, I appreciate you, I thank you for your just you being who you are, I thank you for the opportunity just to talk to you, all that. 
He says, with all, with, with my, my whole soul and all that is within me, I bless his holy name. And then you transition here. Then he goes to identify specific manifestations of the blessing of God, the goodness of God, right? He says, and, and I'm looking at number two. That's a key right there. Verse two, I bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. And the old King James says, forget not all his benefits. I think we do forget. Oh, yeah. And this is why he say don't do it. This is why I, I need to hear him say that. He, I got to hear David tell me that. Because otherwise, if I do, if I do forget, then I'm, I'm going to miss verse one. I'm not going to be able to fulfill that. Because I'm my 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 mind, my eyes, these things are going to get attracted to whatever trouble or adversity or lack that, that may be present in my my physical reality. That's gonna take my attention if I don't do this. Note verse two. Bless the and Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and to add to that about that guilt. In the NASB, uh, verse 3 says, who pardons all of your guilt. So if if we're forgetting that, if I'm forgetting that, then, then I'll be walking in or living with some guilt or some, you know, shame or something where I, you know, where I fell short because I'm always going to fall short somewhere. But I'll be walking in that guilt and that'll be, my focus thinking about that, thinking about that, and not thinking about the goodness of God, which because he don't even want me to be thinking about my mistakes and my faults and my guilt because it's taking up all my time and I could be using that time on him, using nice words toward him. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> in Exodus, I think twice it says God one of his attributes is jealousy. So I was thinking about, like, say, my children, you know, I wouldn't mind them complimenting, say, one of you guys. And I wouldn't mind them, you know, saying some nice things about you. But if they continue to go on and on, and if I heard some things nice about that they said about you guys, or one of you guys that they never said about me. Oh, I'm jealous now. And and so I try to train I was just thinking about that while I transfer that to God. You know, it's okay to compliment people, you know, to tell them, you know, oh, thank them and compliment them and you know, have nice character and recognize that, you know, that that great attribute in them. Mm -hmm. But I guess if I just kept going on and on and on about it, you know. I imagine God would get a little jealous, like, you know, hey, you know, what about me? You know, I, I mean, I actually created them, you know. So, you know, just kind of translate that or transfer that with them, mm -hmm. you know, um, will kind of help me just focus on him, his goodness, still give people compliments, but always remember that he gets the best and the most. And at the same time, as far as the guilt, just, you know, don't think about my 
shortcomings and how I missed it today because today I missed it in some ways, but it's going to be every day. That's good. I like that. That's real good. Good to see. When when Kevin was, was making that point, I, I thought about, you know, the, the Ten Commandments, right? It said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. All right. Right. Now, this and just imagine your like you the the now we, we can't sit in God's seat, but the creator of all things, right? He is the one that's responsible for your existence. For everything that you have, have have ever had or ever will have. He is the one that's responsible for it. Any good and perfect gift coming from him. Right. How, what type of, again, God is not a man. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But what type of response do you think is, is triggering in us to overemphasize your creation over the creator? Mm. See, there, there's there's a there's a pathway to perversion and destruction there when we when we when we get stuff out of order. Because if I'm just like Kevin was saying, if I'm putting my attention on this and that, I'm giving praise for this person, this this person, that person for this tangible gift, this tangible thing without acknowledging the the source of all things. That's doing damage to me. Because I'm lose I'm losing focus on the very one that is responsible for my very existence. This is the whole point of everything. The very source of all that is good. See that's what happened when it was really rough the things that or I went through it. It was something that had to come from God because in the middle of it, there was nothing good. But yet inside, something cried out and go, I don't care what's going on. You're so good. I know you are so good. But there was something, it was a, a place I was that I, there was nothing else but to look at how good he is because nothing else was good around. I don't know how to explain, but it was, I had, I knew I had to tell him Recognize, I recognize he was so good. This doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. Nothing's changing. But you haven't changed. You're still good. And it was trying to help me remember that he was still good in the middle of utter chaos. Sometimes I think we can, I'm thinking about the emotion. I think sometimes when we think things don't bother God, like Kevin was talking about, that it doesn't bother him that we. Don't say thank you or appreciate him because he's gone. You know, hey, it's like God's I can shrug that up, ain't no big deal. But in the scripture that comes to mind, it's like, um, even in the New Testament, it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you, you can grieve him. Okay, you can grieve him. So, therefore, if the Holy Spirit can grieve, then it does. It should be some concern that okay, I don't want to do that. 
So therefore, you know what? When I think about this song, he wants to grieve. Okay, I'm gonna bless him. Because it says grief. So that's that's grief there. You know, what's grief like? Okay, man, you know, why did you do that? Or, you know, why are you taking me for granted? And like I said, not that God is, you know, necessarily, he don't get angry with yeah, us. He's but, angry. He's yeah, he's not angry. Yeah, he's not angry. But he is grieved when he's like, hey. You know what the benefit is from that again? Once you start realizing how good he is, it starts to benefit you right. again. Because his whole goal is to bless his children as we bless right. him. And when we do that, it frees us up. And it's true if you love somebody. And I'm not being big. I just think yeah. about this stuff from real life. If you realize how much somebody loves you, mm -hmm. i.e. God in this, and you love him back, I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to come natural anyway. I right. mean, I know with me, like, I'm just saying personal testimony. I've had to be secure. <laughs> I've had to be secure again. You going anywhere, God? No. You going anywhere? You sure? You know? Okay. If I do this, we go. No, I won't go away. You know. And then finally get to like, God, you're so good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know. And it just comes so natural instead of being like, I have to strive for it. But that, that's me. I came from a place where I was like striving to get God's acceptance all the time. Like, mm -hmm. thank you, God. I need to make sure I thank you. You know. But then the other balance that we're talking about here is like making sure we don't forget him. But I just think you know, the more it's, good we realize he said. is, no, it's, the more we should create it. It's still the whole. The whole thing to do with that is yeah. it gets back into the idea of blessing him because when we do, it changes us and it blesses us. Yeah. Like to get back to what she said, you it's know, me personally, if I think about that, I don't want to grieve him. No. I want to do that. I want to. I want to please him. I want to bless him. I want to, yeah. you know, do everything I can to make sure um, to grow, to make him bigger. Yeah. Not just for the world to see, but for I can see him bigger. Yeah. In circumstances. Yeah, like I was just saying, the middle of this chaos that right. we've been, for me to be able to see light through him, mm -hmm. and just acknowledge him, it was it was helping me by blessing him. Like, oh, you're still good. I know you are. Right. And right. It, it helped me. Right. At the same time. And and that just speaks to who he is, right? So what what better way for us to receive from him? than to focus on on him and bless him for who he is. And that and that puts us in a posture where we truly can't receive. Even when I couldn't breathe, I knew he was still good. I was I, I, like I, told, I think I told y'all it's it was hard for me to focus on spiritual, but even in the middle of that, I knew he was the source of us. You're still good. You're the answer. Mm -hmm. I know you are. And that just speaks to the 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 power of the having the word resident on the inside of you when that external pressure is is pressing in then you know whatever's on the inside of you is coming out and if if a bunch of doubt unbelief fear carnality is there when that pressure gets to a to to a boiling point what's coming out that you know, this subject matter, I would say, like, a couple of years ago, this would have scared the diseases out of me. But, you know, I thought now ago, you know, I would have thought of it at one time. Like, you know, I was talking about making sure we thank God and focus on Him, talk about how good He is. And I'm like, oh, he's trying to take from me. And, oh, my gosh, I have to focus. You know, He doesn't want me to enjoy anything in life. But then, like, the more I realized how good He was, I go, wow, you're, like, the center of everything, God. Like, 
you know, anything in life, you know, he enhanced it and made it so much better. Like, I mean, you know, from other relationships, friendships, romance, any of it, like realizing, when we realize God, how good he is and have that relationship established, that's going to just make everything else so beautiful, you know? And I, I used to, I'll say, you know, dream about getting married one day and having children and it'd be like, you know, the proverbial religion, you know, where you hear it's like, well, you know, gosh, God, you need to be married. And it's like, oh, no, 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 God is good. You want to share desires in your heart. You're like, oh, thank you, God. And then you realize it's love and you go, wow, that's just, that's just going to make the love and a marriage and the children, it's going to make it just so much better, you know? And then it's like, like we said, we're missing out when we don't see that in our lives, you know? And then that just, it just flows over to everything. <laughs> I like to read that scripture and I just mentioned Ephesians 4 and 30. I'm reading the message. I like what it says. It says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. It is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. So don't take such a gift for granted. That's what we were saying. That's good there. Now I'm gonna run it back a little further. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back to verse Psalm um, 25. And I'm gonna read it in the New Living Translation. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna read it in the Passion Translation. Alright. 25 down to 30 says, So discard every form of dishonesty and lying so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth, for we all belong to one another. But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a day. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. If any one of you has stolen from someone else, never do it again. Instead, be industrious, earning an honest living, and then you have enough to bless those in need. And never let ugly and hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Verse 30, the Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ until you experience your full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take for granted His holy influence in your life. Now, it's, it's funny how after you see what, what comes before verse 30, right? Like the, 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 the conflict, the slander, the lies, all this stuff that goes on between us as people. That's how we truly grieve him. Right? So obviously, what is one of what is the, the best way to bless him? Just flip this. When we are the opposite of all of this. Right. If I'm, you know, if we are looking out for one another. We're praying for each other. We're just just in enjoying each other's company, 
with being a blessing to our community. It's just individually, collectively, all this type of stuff, walking in the fruit of the Spirit. That's how, in the tangible sense, we're blessing Him. Now, obviously, speaking it out of our mouths is important as well. But following it up with, you know, those tangible actions, if we're doing both, then God is glorified not only by the fruit of our lips, but by our tangible actions and other people can see it. And it can be a, a used as the avenue by which more people will come to know him. And this is why the enemy does his best to keep you and me, keep us putting his in strife. That's why. That's really interesting. It's true. It's like so hatred and conflict grief him, but love and relationship bless him. There you go. It's all relationship again. It's That's it. the love. Going back to relationship. Him to us, us to him, and then to each other. <laughs> That's good. That's it. Going back to Psalm 103. I'm I'm just just sitting on this because it's it's this verse two is um, there's so much here. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, of course, my soul, soul meaning what? Mind, will, and emotions. My mind being, you know, my 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 processor, my thinker, how I'm, what I'm thinking about, my will, the decisions I make. <laughs> And my emotions, how I feel. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, my mind, will, and emotions. Forget not all his benefits. Now see, as I spend time remembering these benefits, what is that doing to my soul? It's blessing, it's blessing my soul. Yes, it is. So if I'm doing that, then the obvious outgrowth of that, the fruit of that is going to be what? Me blessing him with the fruit of my mouth. Because I, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to what, how good he is. I'm like, wow, you allow me to get up today. You allow me to be amongst the, the, the saints again one more time. You allow me to eat a good sandwich for, for lunch today, right? You allow me to get to, to and fro safely today. Just simple stuff. It seems routine. We take it for granted, but how many people didn't can't say that? Just sleeping. Yeah. My sleep was really horrible, too, because I, I was not breathing at all. And now I... Can lay down in my bed. Yep, I'm not propped down. up now. She would be propped up high, like this I, almost. This is an example of you. I'm yeah. watching her sleep downstairs or watching even those. And they're breathing normal. And I was so distressed. I can't do that. Well, I, I can't just, I'm not resting. And everything's being robbed. And I go, damn. Thank you. That I can sleep. That I can lay down. I can lay across the bed. I can. Lay back and it's just yeah. He 
gives his beloved sweet sleep. And it's just like that stuff there. Like a good night's sleep, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember talking to co-workers who, when she said that, couldn't, I remember this Malibu who couldn't sleep. They had to take sleeping pills. And I was like, you know, I thought about like, for me not to be able to sleep, that's got to be bad. Like, you mm -hmm. just can't. Yeah, know, because the, 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 I mean, and I don't, I don't even have to go to the, I mean, just, just looking at the practical medical implications of that, right. because, you know, it, if you don't get enough sleep, it could trigger, it can trigger psychosis, right? That, I mean, it can be a contributor to that and just, and not to, not even to mention just the, the physical breakdown of your body. Because this is the time where you're you you are rebuilding, yeah. you know, recharging. Those old cells are being recycled to new new cells. Yeah. So just imagine being robbed of that, day in and day out. Yes, it was horrible. Yeah, you can't think. You have to make you sure your think straight when you're tired. You better be brave. That's where you're gonna get your strength because you go. Forgetting yeah. all his benefits, though, I thought and I said a lot of times, and I don't know how why God, I mean, inspired me. I guess something just relates to me. I'm very, what you saying, like creative, visual on things. I like movies and things like that. But I thought I said, I think a lot of times with God is like he's like the CEO dad that he has everything, has everything at his fingertips. But you know, and I think that that's like for the benefits. It's like wow, my dad owns everything. You know, but then I always think about this way, the most, the biggest blessing, doesn't matter what you owe, you know, I have everything, that's taken care of, but the biggest thing and the coolest as a side note is, I would always imagine going into like the conference room and you know, God, he's having a conference, right, and all this stuff going on, and you come and you peek and you're like, yeah, I have a question, is it okay, I don't want to disturb you, and it's like, no, baby, you're fine, you know, everybody, you know, give us a break for a minute, you go, you sit in this lap. The girl thing, you know, and you just sit and talk to your dad, and it's like nothing else matters in his eye, you right there. Mm -hmm. And I always imagine that, like, that's my thing, go to. Yeah, you know? not shooting y'all, no, 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 Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter. You know, he has everything in his he's big, yep, you know, important, but you're, you know. Yeah, we're talking about like, he cares about the commodes clogged over here, he can't figure out, get it straight, and then somebody all across the world found really dramatic stuff going on. Cares about, cares about yes everything because mm -hmm. he, he he's big enough to handle both situations yeah, yeah. right he got he's big enough like i want to cuss right now god you know it's my <laughs> what you said but, but then the traumatic experience across the world too you know and it's just you know oh, sorry no, go ahead go ahead now you go ahead okay. now i was just gonna say um you know i've been sitting here and you know, looking at verses one and two, and it's um, such an analogy to the um, natural parent and child relationship. Um, you know, we talk, you were talking about sleep, and he promises one of the benefits is he promises us sweet sleep. And, um, you know, it's just so many things that correlates. It, it makes it real when you kind of correlate it with a um, a parent and child relationship. And, you know, you raise your children um, in the Lord and 
it's the, it's the subtle things, you know, that they do that can bless you. Just being obedient, just doing the things that you've trained them to do, just being kind to people, loving God, loving people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on Mother's Day or Father's Day, and you don't say anything, and they bless you with a gift, or they just come up and say, I love you, or um, just call you up one day. You know, all those things can relate back to blessing the Lord. You know, we wake up and we're doing something, and we, you know, well, thank you. And we were in remembrance of how good He is that we can wake up, that we can take a breath, um, that we do have a home. Um, you know, it's just so, you know, our earthly benefits are limited, and the, the, the benefits are limited what our kids can get from us, but God's benefits are unlimited. And there are benefits that we don't even know that we need or have until we may get into a specific situation or mm-hmm. um, continue to mature. And um, just understanding his word and, and re- reflecting back on some things that could have happened to us. So, um, yeah, I, this, these two verses just, re- you know, I can relate to it and um, it helps me relate because I know how I'm blessed by some things that my earthly children do or they don't do Um, and knowing our character and don't have to, you know, pull the reins to cause them to do certain things and just watching them mature as we mature in the word and do what the word says. So, um, yeah. So I, I've just been thinking about this and, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And so, yeah, I mean, everything because it's endless and we do that. And then forget not all his benefits because we don't even know all the benefits, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the benefits that we have, just like breathing that we just take for granted or walking. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's good. That's good. That is so cool. Yeah. Now, now Stacy got me thinking about my little girl. <laughs> I, I, it was, it was like last week. I, I go to the door. She, oh, I open the door. She said, Hey, Daddy, I love you, Daddy. And got her arms up like this. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. Mm-hmm. Your heart too. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what a blessing. He, he, you know, he know what, and Lord knows what you need. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of a, a disturbing week last week. And, well, I mean, just some things are irritating. But, you know, you, you see that. You hear that. It's like, oh, I ain't worried. Like, you know, so I'm not even beautiful. thinking about all that other nonsense. No, Dissolve. Right. And just like Stacy was saying, you know, when you're, you, you know, you, you see your children like doing things and just being a blessing to to, to people and just to you, you know, you, you just being able to observe their growth. It's like, wow. Like now imagining how that makes how that. How we respond to that in natural. How much more does our Lord 
experience when he sees his children, knowing that we are but dust, but yet and still operating in the fruit of the spirit, depending on him, especially when in situations we could have went the other way. But depending on him and, and still showing his character, still resting on on our trust in him. How how what what's, what do you think is going on with that? Right. So this thing is it, and just I'm just sitting on verse two. It reminds me of like I, I know I've mentioned this before, um, of my my therapeutic work and how when. People are suffering from depression. One of the exercises we have them do with, with some folks is to do what we call a gratitude journal, right? So this is where an individual will wake up in the morning or, or before they go to sleep at night or both, write down three, four, or five things that they are thankful for, right? And then, you know, over a period of time of doing that, what do you think is happening to the emotions? There's, there's a, you know, it, it starts to be a shift. You're changing right? your mind, renewing your mind to the positive. Right. Yeah. It's a focus. I see y'all ain't know David was a psychologist right here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, God's word doesn't talk about things. He was like just that. a king right? and hunter and all. Right, but but the wisdom here, forget not all his benefits. Mm -hmm. Because all this stuff ties together. It's about focus. Because the, the, the more I, I focus on the issue, the adversity, the bigger it gets. I'm magnifying it. And as I, as I bring the attention on that, it, it robs me of the experience of the goodness that is present in my life because my focus is on the trouble, on the problems, right? Now, problems arise, things happen. Do we need to address them? Yes, when we can, we should, and we need to. But we can, we, we can never miss verse two because if we, if we, if we sit and, and continue to, to rest on this, forget not all his benefits. In, in the New Living Translation, it says, it says, may I never forget the good things he does for me. Now that's a prayer right there. Holy Spirit, help me never to forget how good you are. The good things you've done for me. Zoloft, don't have nothing on that. Any antidepressant that you can give, don't have nothing on that. You know what I love too recently in my life personal testimony and then to this, speaking of benefits as I go, I think when you get to a point, you know, we all can get to this point or different layers of it where we try on our own, we can't do it. And you really go to God and you're real with him. You go, this is a struggle for me. This is this. God, I'm not going to, well, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to try on my own. I need your help. And the benefit that He's sitting there going like, I was waiting for you to give up, you know, and, and lean on me, you know. It's just like, when you get to that place, you know, it's like, you just relax. You're like, God, you're so good. I don't have to do this on my own. 
Matter of fact, I don't do anything. I just have to trust you, you know? <laughs> just as a note, anyway. That's good. Yeah, I've been in that place where I said, okay, you know, you just kind of get as a real raw and say, okay, God, I, I, I can't do this. And you help me out on what I'm going to do. And you just get real transparent and say, hey, yeah. I can't. This hey. is struggle. You know, last Sunday, um, they were asking me, what do you want to do? I go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I just, God, help me, I don't want to share it. And we didn't know, we were just like, we're going to be led, God, what do you need to do with her? You know, me and Dennis both praying too. And finally, we're like, okay, Mom, you make a decision, what do you want to do? We support you either way, you know? So, Rescue Squad came, and yeah. they prayed about it before he even called. And everybody treated me before we called. We prayed, we prayed before we like called. A, a queen almost, you could say. And they made sure they were right on top. Absolutely. Everything we prayed, they did. It was great. And you know, the, the, the biggest, you know, and all of that, and we all struggle with these things and trying to do things ourselves and figure it out, figure it out ourselves. And, you know, sometimes coming have to come to the end of our road before we even appreciate that benefit of rest. You know, it's like, that is huge. <laughs> and I'm talking from experience, you know. I'm tussling with what's going on in the world or what's going on with me or in my environment. But the benefit of that rest that he gives us is huge. And, and to rest in him and rest in his promises and rest in everything that he's, you know, Psalm 91. You know, it's like that rest as you know as a human it's, it's hard to grasp sometimes you know because we are in the flesh and we do have our with thinking and 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 in that carnal state but that benefit of rest and it even goes back to your children you know when they're young they don't worry about anything you know they're walking around doing their things when they're young and you put them to bed and or you say, it'll be okay. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, it'll be okay. You don't have to worry about that. We have, we have that. And that's what God is like. You know, it's like, I, I got it. <laughs> you know, it's easier said than done. But that, that is a, a huge benefit, that benefit of rest. That's right. That's right. It, is, it takes me back to what... I was sharing in um, the Virginia Beach study yesterday, you know, that, you know, we, we have to, we have to learn fear and unbelief, distrust. We learn that stuff. That's learned behavior. We, 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 that's, that's what happened when we get grown. Mm -hmm. We learn how to worry and fear, mm -hmm. right? Because you as a child, you ain't, you're not worried about. You ain't worry about gas prices. You think four year old worry about gas prices? They not worry about gas yeah, prices. They just know they 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 got to go to the store and get something to eat. And I'm like, daddy, daddy, mom, and daddy gonna take care. Of it. They got it. I just asked them. I hey, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give me a sandwich or something. They they gonna look out for me, right? That's huge what you said. You be learning because yeah, you're right. You know, most people because you know I've talked to people that think okay, it's natural. Where okay, that's what you're supposed to do, and so when he says, you know, you learn it, it's like, wow, that's huge because most people won't think that you learn that. It's like, well, okay, that doesn't that come with your 
Well, you know, Andrew, like he said. Andrew was that thing about with his son, what he was used to you do, you teach your children. That's the beginning of teaching them to be af afraid in a way. It's don't touch the stove, it's hot. Be scared of it. Um, he was saying like he had to teach him about running ahead. Right. He said, but he had to train him to to be afraid to a certain extent. Right. Because if you don't want to do it, but that's you end up having to, you learn to yeah. be afraid. But he get an example of a kid. You don't worry about yeah. certain things. It's like oh, you know, father got that, mom got that, so. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even come to your mind to worry yeah. about. I'm gonna go pay for this gas today. Yeah. So you know, like when I yeah. when I felt like I was yeah. lost in a desert over God's love and who He really was to me, and this has been probably about three years ago now. One of the things God brought me to or reminded me of when I was just like questioning about everything, He had shown me back when I was a child, and He actually used like it was a Disney movie I'd watch as a kid and. It was one of those movies I don't remember seeing the first time. Like, literally, it was like a part of my childhood. And God showed me, it's like, what was it like back then? I didn't worry about anything. In other words, the term was, everything was good. And God was showing me he wanted me to get to that place again. You know, trusting him. It was like, I didn't worry about anything. Any of the worries, any of the religion that came. Any of the, you know, everyday life stuff. It was just, everything was good. My mom and dad had it all. Especially my mom. But, you know. It was great, and I go, you know, they're saying kids, and I go, that's why we're supposed to be, you know, it said, if you don't, Jesus was saying, if you don't accept the kingdom of God as a little child, you know, you can't enter in, and I go, that's what it is, it's so simple, they just, you tell them God loves you, okay, God loves me, you know, <laughs> that's how he wanted me to get to, and all of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to quote it, Mark 10, 14, and 15. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. He said to them, let the little children, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. So, you know, the, 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 the. Litmus test of spiritual growth is how childish you can be. <laughs> All right, sounds like an oxymoron, right? Mm -hmm. But in this context, you see what the Lord is conveying to us. It's a matter of dependence, trust, and dependence. And mom and daddy say something when you were a kid. Okay, cool. You ain't worried about that stuff. And see, now I need to use this to minister myself when I get gas when I leave. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's reminding me. It's really weird. You said that even as an adult, he goes, stop looking at the prices. Your supply comes from me. I'm mm -hmm. not worried. But you have to keep reminding me because right. you still keep looking around and you're like, yeah. and he goes, you have to trust me. Because your tangible, the tangible physical world is going, is, is, is screaming at you. Like, yeah. like what, what, you know? And then and some of your carnal friends. Like, is, like, Brother Eric, what you talking about, man? What are you Christ, acting like? I'm Christ, like, this, this is real. This, I, I know this spiritual. I know this God stuff. I know you, you know, you preach and all that. But sometimes you just got to be real. See, you got to be real. Yeah. Guy, I am real. Where I grocery cashier, I, I love my job. And I really love the people that come through. But... Like, sometimes I have to really, like, oh, God, how do I be polite? You know, 
not accept, you know, the negativity because I'd be, you know, bringing up groceries to my couch fund and everything. It'd be, well, honey, oh, this price is one up, but hey, everything's getting bad. You know, it'd be this like elderly person telling me, I'm like, yeah, I I'm trying to like, yeah, you know, it's so yeah. hard and you want to be nice, but you don't want to be like, you know, but it's like, no, I will not receive that in Jesus' name, you know, under like my brother, you know. And you see stuff on me, like I know I saw, it was funny, you know, talking about gas prices, I saw a gas station hose pointing at a man talking about, give me all your money. I was like, okay. You know, so people just posting stuff. You know, <laughs> yes. and just put all them in, you the know. one with the mask, too, I have to say. Yeah, for 2021, the mask was here. And then this 2022, we got the gas. Yeah, the gas is old. It was pointing at the guy, and the guy was doing it. He was like, give me all your money. And I was like, okay. This is crazy. So, down the images and put down a pretty good light moment, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. But I'm telling you, and that, but see, and that's what, you know, this is what. What we're facing, yeah, right. Yeah. But what our Lord said, what he will be, supply. Be, yes, He will supply. Since mm-hmm. since He said that, since He said that, then I got one or two responses. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a little kid and say, okay, cool, Jesus got me. I ain't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or I can be or I can be grown and and try to and worry about it and try to you figure it out myself. Get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as a reminder, with us grown folks, we just say, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, you can you help? There you go, exactly. <laughs> you know, you hear the word Daddy, it reverses you back to childlike behavior. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. Father, Heavenly Father, that's all good. But sometimes we need Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need Daddy. We need to be picked up, you know, mm-hmm. and in His arms and held as adults we don't get held like that anymore you know like you pick your child up and their legs are dangling and mm-hmm. you know we don't get to have that anymore so <laughs> all right so, yeah see I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use that image when i'm pumping that gas and i'm telling you <laughs> yes you're picturing yourself in and daddy's arms <laughs> yeah. oh. now I'm, I'm let's go back to 103 and we're going to look at some of these specific benefits here. Verse 3 says, in the old school King James says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Yeah. Right, hold on, let me, let me click on it and see what the Greeks say. <laughs> oh yeah, the Greek Greece says Greece says all. Yeah, all everything. All of it. Right. Now in the in the Passion Translation it reads like this, it says, You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Verse four. Oh. Like all. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. Now just sit on that. Just sit on that. Because the, the, the passion says you've rescued me from hell. And the old school King Jay says 
you, you who redeem thy life from destruction. And see, you know, we, we, we have a snippet of what destruction looks like in the natural. But we have no idea what that looks like after we leave this physical body. We, we don't have a, we can't conceptualize that. Now, the worst that you can experience here on earth, take that to infinity. Once you leave this, this realm of time and space. He's delivered us from that. Second half of that verse, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Loving kindness and tender mercy. Now, if that don't get you, look at verse five. He satis who satisf has who satisfieth thine mouth with good things. So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. No, no, you're getting old. Mm -hmm. I'm getting old. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know. No, no, no. And the passion says, You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Looking at verse 5, in, in the old school King James, I like how I said in the old school King James, he, he satisfied my mouth with good things. So after I get gas and I got to make them groceries and I look at them prices there, I could trust that regardless of what, that, what their price tags say, he making a way, some kind of way. Right? And that's just and that's just a snippet of, of what he's being spoken of here. This is one tangible example. And and us older folks, folks that got a little gray, we definitely can shout on this last part of this verse. So that our youth is renewed like the eagles. I like it because this the lady that was waiting for her mom is ninety. And she's, she's having memory issues, but not bad. Just She forgets from week to week sometimes some things, but she's still very sharp. But she just lets me know all the time. Um, she asked me, how old are you? I was 63. She goes, you young. You're so young. I go, well, I'm so old. She goes, you not. She goes, I'm old. She's 90. She goes, I'm old. I just let you do nothing. I go, you smile. Your smile can light the whole room. She goes, oh, okay. You're like, thank you. She's full Japanese. The idea is... When I tell her I'm 62, she goes, you young. You're so young. You should be doing this. You got a husband? You should have a husband. You should be married. You should be doing stuff. You're so young. I go, look, she's looking at it the right way. You're not old. You're young. Right. Yeah, I experienced it at my age, probably much just before here, being 33 and not having children yet. And I've had friends that I've loved to death. And, you know, they've listened to the lies a lot. I know that. And they'll go like. The everyday thing. And they're like a couple years younger than me, you know, hitting like the. Right at 30, and what? I need to hurry and have kids because I'm getting old and I'm looking like. 
today and I think that's a bunch of crock anyway if you ask me I think even in the natural sense that's a bunch of crock if I was 45 or 50 that'd be different but I go no I said this says this and I go the enemy stole I would have rather had some children a little earlier but I go God you're good and I go she's not old I'm gonna have kids you know I'm not old people tell me they think I look 21 anyway I said Jesus thank you well have kids like a 21 year old I tell them all the time where I said, well, 60 of the new 30, they can be like, I'm crazy. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's cool. Sorry, I'm I'm like that. the, You're like, yeah, right, okay. That's, that's what you say. Yes. Sure, I see that. Sure. If the 60 new 30, shoot, what am I, man? I'm still a teenager. There praise God. <laughs> I praise the Lord. I receive it. I receive it. Yes, indeed. You know, but see, but you know, when you, when just, just, we joke about this, right? It's, it's light, but honestly, it is truly a mindset, mm -hmm. right? Because because mm -hmm. you, people don't understand the impact of, you know, how you think about aging, the the impact it has on how that fleshes out for you. Mm -hmm. Because if you if if you if you talk old, think old, act old, what you think gonna happen? Yeah. You gonna produce you know? old, old the hurt knees, can you know low energy. Just, just you know, brain yeah. fog, all of that stuff. Why? Because you've received that lie that you, since you're aging, you have to. It is inevitable. You have to receive these aches and pains and all this type of stuff. Yeah, no believers would do that. They, they think once you hit sixty, it's normal to have all these ailments and this and that. And they like, hey. You know, oh, you got that. That's the, that's fine. This and that. And they, and some people take that from Solomon. What Solomon talks about. Um, it's in the Songs of Solomon where he's talking about how when you get old, your teeth stuff and your hair get gray. And that's it. Uh, and they like, look at what Solomon said. I said, okay, I understand what Solomon. I still got a lot of color in my hair. Yeah. I don't color my color hair. Solomon, but Solomon, he won't understand it either. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, true. that's right. But but Moses won't on his company yeah. either. But but what 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 happened with him? Yeah, he just he, he was we would serve to corrupt today, right. and he was like cool. With his his natural good. strength was not abated. Right, right. Yes. Eyes were still good. Yeah. And right. And wearing these so, things. Right. That is amazing. So, but again, so all of that what is what you're receiving now? Obviously, there's an obvious reality that we we live in a fallen world. And we are living in bodies that will decay and will pass. Mm -hmm. That's a reality. But that don't mean I got to agree with sickness and disease. Right. No. You don't have to leave here decrepit. No. Just go to sleep. And Hasn't there been people who God told them like when they were going to die? And it was, they didn't die like of something. Right. They just literally just. They gave up the ghost. Right. They gave their time to go home. About that, wow, that's amazing to me. I thought Smith was ready to him, and he just and just even with Paul, the way he, you know, the way he he talked that out. Yeah, he's not for the good fight and can't defend. He's a man ready. He yeah. pretty much said, "Okay, I'm, I've finished my course. I'm done. Yeah. I did everything. I he, I fulfilled the purpose and called them. I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. Because yeah. folks were trying to take him out his whole ministry. Yeah. yeah. They tried a lot, didn't they? Right. So, so obviously, it, you know, it it wasn't that 
the lack of trying, but it won't his time. Because Paul said, no, I'm, I'm, I, he was still running his race. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this whole thing about, yeah. Uh, at one point, he was saying, I don't know whether to stay here or leave. I'm kind of torn. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah. he was torn, like, okay. He says, it's better I stay with John, mm -hmm. but, you know. Mm -hmm. But he was torn, it's like, okay. At that point, you know, mm -hmm. see, I can decide to leave if I want to or I can stay. Yeah. Yeah. Most people think we're crazy, but that's okay. I'd rather be, yeah. rather be nuts. <laughs> well, let, me, let me just be childish. I'm going to give me a t-shirt say childish. <laughs> I'm five years old. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. right back to childhood. I'm five. Yeah. I'm five now. <laughs> yeah. But I got to get tired of being told. You're getting older. You, know? you, are, you get old. I'm just older. I know there's a difference. Looking at verse verse ten and one in Psalm one hundred three, in King James it says, "He hath not dealt with us mm -hmm. after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities." Now tell me that's not a benefit. Mm -hmm. For as high, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. East. From the east. There's not, it's so so how, is, is there an end to the east no. or the west? Mm -hmm. No. So it's just it's total separation. Verse 13 in the New Living says, The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. So the last part of that verse, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. So the only qualification here is the fear to fear him. And you know, as we as we know when we look at that word, it doesn't mean scared. Mm -hmm. It means you know the reverence, the awe. Reverence and awe, yeah. Acknowledgement, like wow, you know, God, you you know, all that you you know you are all who you are, and yet you still consider me. And that's what puts us in that position to receive that that murder, that tenderness, that compassion. All right, I'm gonna close it with a scripture that we we use a lot, but. It's appropriate for our title. So let's go to Luke. Luke 11. Verse 11. 
12 and 13. And I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. Luke 11, 11 and 13 in the Passion Translation. All right, this is Jesus talking. He says, let me ask you this. Do you know any of any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he asked for a serving of fish? Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she had asked for an egg? Of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more would you? The Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him. So that's our daughter, that's our daddy talking to us. That's what he said. He said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when I when we hear him talk to us like this and we receive it as children, then we can we can walk in that peace that passes all understanding. So we can sit in this place by not forgetting his benefits, blessing him with the fruit of our lips and with the the fruit of our our lives. All right, social media family, thank you once again for joining us, and we will see you next week.